You're a busy provider trying to stay current with the latest HIV testing, prevention, and treatment guidelines, and your pockets are overflowing with note cards. You need a convenient, trustworthy source for HIV testing, treatment, prevention, and care protocols. All healthcare professionals have a role in stopping HIV. Introducing HIV Care Tools from the AIDS Education and Training Center program. The HIV Care Tools mobile app is simple, free, and fully functional offline or online. It features quick guides for HIV prevention, screening, testing, diagnosis, and treatment. HIV Care Tools provides common clinical calculators used in HIV management and provide validated screening tools for comorbidities such as depression, substance use disorders, and PTSD. And if you need clinician-to-clinician consultation, HIV Care Tools provides one-touch access to free clinical consultation services by a multidisciplinary team of experts. Take us with you. Download HIV Care Tools today. Welcome to Nika in the Know, a podcast for healthcare providers in the HIV field. I'm Mariana Braitman. Today, we're back with John Farragon to talk about the use of two medications to treat HIV, Islatrovir and Duravarine. Thanks for being here as always, John. Yeah, thanks, Marianne. I think uh, it's an important topic to kind of review today. It's an important new drug. So, John, let's cover some background first. What is Islatrovir and what connection does it have to Duravarine? Yes, yeah, so just for some back, background, I mean, Islatrovir is, is the first uh, in class of medications called the nucleoside reverse transcriptase translocation inhibitor. Um, this is still under investigation for treatment and even for prevention. Um, there's some long-acting formulations that are possible, including implants, uh, maybe even once a month dosing. Uh, but there was some recent data at one of the European AIDS conferences in London uh, earlier this year that looked at the use of um, deravarine, which is a non-nucleoside RTI, uh, in combination with this new drug called the Slatrivir. And that was compared to deravarine TDF3TC, which is also known as Delstrigo. So this is a phase 2b uh, dose ranging study to look at tolerability, safety, um, and patients who are treatment naive. And then they have data through 144 weeks um, looking at Slatrovir and Duravarine, uh, which continue to maintain virologic suppression. And so again, it's very similar to Duravarine 3DCTDF. I think the point here is that, um, <clears throat> so the combination of Slatrovir and Duravarine together, both of these are made by the same company. So Merck makes both of these. So it's obvious that they would kind of, you try to pair these drugs up. But I think the, the cool part about this is that the Islatrovir um, is, is potentially going to be used for PrEP. Um, it's got data on implants um, for PrEP. It's got a long-acting 30-day oral pill that might be able to be used. Um, you know, and then there's, uh, there's long-acting formulations in, in addition to just daily dosing too. So interesting stuff, I think. Um, and it's another example of what's happening in the HIV field moving forward in the future. Can you talk a little bit about how the study was designed? Yeah, so this is kind of a little, um, kind of the nitty gritty of study design, but uh, it's an international multi-center study. Um, they, they, they use treatment naive patients, meaning that they, these are patients who had never been on treatment before uh, with HIV-1, uh, and they were randomly assigned one-to-one-to-one-to-one, to one to one to one, so basically equal numbers in four different groups. One of them was a, um, uh, to four once-daily oral treatment groups, with, which is uh, they use different doses. It's Lachivir 0.25, 0.75, uh, or 2.25 milligrams uh, in combination with the Ravarine and 3TC. And then the fourth arm was compared to 
um, deravirine 3TC TDF. So basically three different three different treatment groups with with um, uh, with eslatrovir and deravirine, and then they had one uh, with deravirine 3TC, and then um, the fourth arm was was deravirine 3TC TDF. Um, um, alone. So again, basically after a minimum of 24 weeks of treatment, participants um, in the Aslachivir treatment group um, with a undetectable viral load were transitioned into this two-drug regimen, which just had Doravirine plus Aslachivir without 3TC. And that was kind of the part two of the study. So part one kind of looked at all the drugs together, and then part two peeled back, uh, took away the, the Epivir, the 3TC or Lamividine, and just left patients on Doravirine, Aslachivir, and then they transitioned um, uh, eventually to a slatchivir plus deravirine between week 60 and 84. And then they continued that combination therapy through through week 144. So that week 84 to 144, that's part three. And then at week 144, participants switched to the fixed dose combination of, um, of a slatchivir and deravirine as open label treatment until the end of the trial, which is going to be part four. So again, all of this is kind of building on their the data set with these drugs together, used in combination with other drugs, and then they peel back some of the medications and say, do these two drugs work alone? Do they work at different doses? And then does the combination pill work when you have, have them in a single tablet regimen? So that's kind of how, how the study, study was designed. A little bit confusing, but I think you know people who do study design, sometimes it's not always, it's not always easy. But at the end of the day, patients are left on uh, eslatrovir and deravirine alone. Uh, open label uh, through week 192. And what can you tell us about the results of this study? Yeah, so at 144 weeks, this is slatchivir deravirine. It maintained virologic suppression. Um, and again, uh, to HIV viral load, undetectable numbers, overall is about 72% um, with the combined uh, slatchivir with deravirine groups. Um, again, it's similar to the deravirine 3TC TDF group, which is about 77%. So again, not, not much a difference there. Through 144 weeks, there were some patients who actually met the, the protocol defined virologic failure um, and discontinued treatment, all of whom had had viral loads uh, less than 80 copies, meaning that they weren't large failures. They were between 40, 40 and 80. And no patients met the criteria for significant confirmed viremia, meaning that the viral load was over 200 or viral drug resistance analysis. So even the people who did meet failure numbers uh, in the study weren't significantly, um, didn't have resistance and didn't have huge viral loads where they completely failed the medications. So again, it makes you wonder if it's an adherence thing, a PK thing, or what's actually happening in that setting. Um, adverse events is another thing that we commonly ask about in these new studies. And um, the, really the most common ones were diarrhea, nausea, headache, and abnormal dreams. No additional um, slatchivir deravirine participants reported adverse events after week 48. And then the rate of discontinuations, which we care a lot about, was 2% for slatchivir deravirine and 3.2% for the ones on deravirine 3TC TDF. And all those occurred before week 48. So basically when that, within that first year, first year, no serious deaths or sorry, no serious drug related adverse events and no deaths were were reported in the Aslachivir deravirine combination group. So that's actually a good thing too. So, you know, it seems like efficacy is decent. Um, looks very good from a safety standpoint. Um, no um, significant adverse events or discontinuations uh, were small and really no major deaths or no serious deaths or serious adverse events or, or deaths were reported in, in the combination group. So what is the key takeaway here for providers? 
So I think for providers that are out there working in the HIV field, this is going to be potentially another two-drug regimen. It's an NNRTI with an NRTTI, a new class of medications, um, and when combined with Duravirin, it appears to have acceptable efficacy out to 144 weeks. Um, I think people should be looking for a slatchivir to combine with other medications uh, in studies, and also a slatchivir is being looked at for, for PrEP, too. So this drug, I think, is going to be with us as an implant um, for PrEP. It's also going to be available for treatment. Um, and potentially even in studied with drugs from other companies as well um, moving forward in, in the future. So I think that's really the, really the key takeaways today for, for this uh, podcast. John, thanks so much for joining us and telling us all about this new class of drug and potential combinations that providers can implement to help treat HIV. We really hope you learned something new today. To learn more about Nika AATC's work and our role in ending the HIV epidemic, visit us at www.nikaatc.org. That's www.nekaatc.org. If you have questions or comments about anything we covered today, or if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to email us at podcast at nikaatc.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at nikaatc.org. Stay safe and we'll see you on Thursday for our next episode of Nika in the Know. This presentation is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government.